episode 15, recording live from my mom's house this time. I actually took a trip down to visit my, my parents. Uh, my brother's in town from Texas. He drove up here to Kentucky. And it's a lot going on right now. And I understand that for a lot of people, this is a, a sensitive topic. It's a topic that has to be had. And I got my got my family Avery on here with me today. And we just gonna we gonna talk about what's going on, man, with the protest, the murders, police brutality, man. We just we just gonna talk. So welcome to the podcast, Avery, man. What's going on, bro? Man, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me, man. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. I was a little hesitant. I'm, I'm glad you reached out to me about this, but I was a little hesitant. Uh, it's been one. It's been an emotional week, man. It's been an emotional couple of weeks, actually. To be honest with you, but you know. This last seven days, especially. But um, like you said, it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had because um, there might be somebody out there who don't, you know, doesn't know what's going on. And yeah, it's it's just been it's been it's hard, man. It is extremely hard. It's it's definitely hard, and it's like for me, my mind is 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 running. Uh, a thousand miles per hour because it's like I'm looking on social media and I, I honestly feel like that might be the wrong thing to do. But then looking at the news is definitely the wrong thing to do. So it's like, how how can you voice your concerns on this on this topic without somebody feeling offended or somebody getting angry? And it's like, I'm watching because like, I'm going to start all the way from the beginning. When we got sent home from Humana, that was on March the 12th. We've been at home all this time, and I had no idea what took place in in Louisville, where I reside at. I was listening to the Ricky Smiley morning show the other week, and they was talking about, did y'all hear about what happened in Louisville, Kentucky? And I'm like, wait a minute, huh? And then I saw uh, Whoopi Goldberg and them talking about it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, this happened and nobody in Louisville was talking about it? I had no idea that it even happened, bro. So then right after that, go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just it did not hit mainstream media until, like, for some reason, they wanted to sweep it all under the rug, man. It was hard. I mean, I knew about it. I want to say a week into it, I'll start seeing the hashtags. Hashtag, uh, uh, you know, say her name, Justice for Brianna, but it did not hit like you. It should have, but yeah, continue. I'm sorry, man. Right. So, so like you said, it didn't hit like it should have, because at the end of the day, I'm on social media a lot. I'm watching current events for the most part, so I'm like, there's no way that that shouldn't have came across. You know what I'm saying? At some point in time, I should have came across that headline, and I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? So then you heard the situation about Atlanta, and not Atlanta, but uh, down there in Georgia. So then that took off and started getting a lot of steam. So then that's when the the anger started coming in. And you started feeling, you know what I'm saying, that, that wrath from what was happening with the jogger down there in Georgia. And then once more and more details started coming out about that, so then – the Minnesota thing happened. And that's just kind of like what, you know, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like now watching that video in which I couldn't even watch it with the audio. I still haven't listened to the audio to this day. And just that image alone was graphic enough for me to know that I didn't want to hear what was happening. And since that took place, all chaos has broken out. And that's where it's like, for me personally, I get the anger. I get the frustration. I get the message that's trying to be sent. And after this, I'll open up the floor because I'm like, for me, I feel like you do see progress because this is the most diverse group of protesters I think I've ever seen in my life. So you have to take your hat off to all the people that are are joining this movement because two or three years ago with Black Lives Matter, it was only black people for the most part. And you didn't have white people. I see Hispanics. Like, it's a large crowd of people that's actually, you know what I'm saying, joining hands, joining forces, because it's too much. 
putting putting your knee in the back of somebody's neck and then you got two or three other people on top of them that is that's over the top i've seen your post i've seen some of my family's post and i had the conversation with my father and it's like i don't know i'm, I'm gonna open the floor to you because right now I'm, I'm honestly like lost for words man like it's it's one of those things where you know you knew sooner or later something like this was bound to happen um it kept progressing and escalating each time uh, a person of color a black person was killed by law enforcement the outrage was there and it was like what is going on in our society that allows this to happen without any type of consequences you know they and, and what it's just, it boggles my mind that you know that someone can go into a church and, and execute many people many black church going folk older people who've done nothing wrong and he's arrested and taken to burger king and allowed to have a freaking whopper but you mean to tell me that someone who was selling loose cigarettes could be choked out to the point where he's saying i cannot breathe i can't breathe and he dies that's eric garner you also have someone like oscar grant who's on the the bart system and he was not a threat he didn't have any weapons and he was gunned down by police you have all these cases that we're seeing, Premier Rice, Orlando Castillo. Oh my God, dude, I don't think you understand. Like, this is really, I, I told you I was going to be emotional. I'm trying to keep it together. But this shit is so hard to talk about because I feel like as a black person, it does not matter. I have a target on my back. It doesn't matter if I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do by like Breonna Taylor. <laughs> She was in her house sleeping. She did nothing wrong. They get into her house. The guy, Kenneth Walker, thought it was an intruder. And he used his Second Amendment right, which we are all afforded under the Bill of Rights, at least I thought we were, to protect himself. He was defending his home. They did a no-knock warrant, did not pronounce themselves, did not announce themselves. And because of their negligence, because of their, you know, their actions, someone died. And you mean to tell me that we don't have any type of recourse about Not a single one of those people have been arrested. Not one. You have, we, you mentioned... Uh, let me one second. Let me, let me uh, compose myself. I'm sorry, man. No, you good, you man. George Floyd and how you watched that video because you couldn't hear the, the sound. I watched it with the sound and Adrian, when I tell you, dude, I, I, I cried so much because he was calling for his mother. His mother had already died. He was calling for his mother. You know, he didn't want to die. It really didn't. And, and as more information comes out, when they release the, the footage of what they were doing behind, behind, you see those other officers just standing there as he's saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. He is not, you know, he's not resisting arrest. He is in handcuffs. That should have been the end right there. Exactly. Why? That, that's all it takes. He's in handcuffs. You know, if you want him to, and, and, and he can even act out in handcuffs, that's fine. Guess what? He's in handcuffs. He can't do much. Exactly. Well, it ain't like he, he, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It ain't like he could have went anywhere and done anything and caused any anything. You know what I'm saying? Because he was already subdued. And I saw the video from the surveillance outside of the store where he was standing there. He was handcuffed. He was standing there. And it's like, even in those videos, he didn't pose any threat. I saw the shot where he was sitting down on the sidewalk. He didn't pose any threat. I saw the shot where he got up and they were escorting him to the video, uh, to the vehicle. And then the next set of uh, 
footage that came out was where it looked like they were physically beating him in the back seat. I don't exactly. I don't know if you saw that or not. So absolutely 100%, it should have been case closed, police brutality, and they murdered that man. But then it shows you how the system is because immediately they're like, well, we can't press charges yet until we thoroughly investigate the situation. So that's when all the protests started and that's when all the, the fires and all that broke out. So then the next statement that they release is, um, well, he had medical conditions. You tried to blame this man for his own death. And that's when I'm saying to myself, like, I want us as a people to understand. And this is where, again, I understand it's a sensitive topic. I understand emotions are riding high, but it's like you're asking a system that we already know was not built for us to treat us fairly. And that's why I'm saying that in my opinion, we as people have to come together and figure out a way to, we got to figure out how we can, I'm not going to necessarily say remove ourselves from this system because it will never be that easy. But I'm saying like, we have to go to their front doorstep and force them to do something about it. And that's where my confusion comes in with what's taking place in Minnesota, what's taking place right now in Louisville. Yes, I understand the hurt. Yes, I understand the pain. But it's like history has shown us that they don't hear our cries. They don't hear our begs and and pleading to be treated equal. So it's like, what can be done? is something that still, it will still, it's one of those questions that is so hard to answer just because there is no quick fix, no, okay, this will work type of situation just because it's not going to just take black, it's not going to be just black people who have to be involved. You get what I'm saying? It has to be a total effort with everybody the problem is, right now, this country is so divided. This country is so divided that they are willing to go to war for a single person, a single person in his ideology. Republicans in the past, for the most part, have always been the ones who've been, um, I guess you would say, uh, not very friendly to minorities if we're being nice about it, but, you know, they, they're the ones who would treat minorities, you know, while the Democrats, they have had their mistakes, but, you know, for the most part, blacks tend to vote Democrat just because we align a little bit more with their ideology compared to Republicans. 2016 hits, and you got this guy, Trump. Trump gets into office, and it's like everything changes. He, when he speaks, they listen. And what he speaks, it resonates hundreds of hundreds of years of systemic racism that, for the most part, they have no issues with. Because if you had a problem with racism, you would do everything in your power to make sure that those people who you guys elect would do everything to combat that. Trump is a racist. I don't care what anybody says. He is a racist. And I want you to realize that I'm calling him Trump. He's not getting the respect of being called president because he does not deserve that. He is not my president. He will never be my president. He is Trump. I want to say more, but I'm trying to be very PG about this shit. But he is the individual who is the catalyst to Everything that's going on, his rallies, his speeches, we're going to make America great again. I'll ask you a question. When was America great? Exactly. Tell me that. Exactly. When were we great? And was this in the civil rights when you had dogs biting at us because we were asking for equal treatment? When you had the police department and fire department turning on hose to peaceful protest? Is that back when, when America was great? Or is it before when black people 
didn't even have the same rights. We were segregated, you know. Trump wants that. He wants that to go back to a time where he doesn't doesn't want black people involved in any type of um, decision-making because they want the power. And he uses the police. He's using the military to make sure that they maintain the power. That's why and he's, he's weaponizing them. He's weaponizing the fear of ignorant white America. That's why it's, it's, it's one of those things where, dude, it, it, it's hard to talk about. It's, but, it's very hard, bro. It's very hard. And it, I'm going to pause you. I'm going to pause you real quick because you, you touched on something in the beginning. Now, again, these are just my personal thoughts because I honestly feel like with anything in life, I'm that person where I'm going to think about something before I just react. And sometimes that that is a flaw. Like sometimes you, you have to just react. Because you you gotta show people that you know what this hurts. This is this is my true natural reaction to what's going on, and I don't care whose feelings get hurt. I don't care the the ramifications of my actions. I just have to show you that this hurts. But what I'm saying is, go back to what you said a few minutes ago when you were talking about the two parties, Democrats and Republic uh, Republicans. And for me personally, I'm saying that. That's where it starts. This country is deeply rooted in political uh, political stance to the to the point to where it's like, as soon as you hear the word Republican, you automatically associate that with racist immediately. So that's where that divide automatically starts. And it's almost like, and I understand it may not be fair. People may may be upset with what I'm getting ready to say, and I apologize ahead of time. But for me, I've always looked at politics as Crips and Bloods. What 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 sets you claim? Red or blue? And depending on your answer, that's going to determine what the next reaction is going to be. And that's why I've always told people, even prior to all of this stuff that's happening, it's like, how can you not see the correlation between the two? Yes, Democrats and, and Republicans may not necessarily resort to, to violence in a street cold manner. But in reality, the principles are still the same. It's one side or the other. You listen to Tommy Lauren and all of them, and it's like they they feed into that. They fuel that because that's their fan base. And that's why I'm saying that's what keeps that divide. So when we have these protests and we're going off and we're showing the hurt and the pain, sometimes I feel like it's it's to a deaf ear. Because you still have the other side that you're trying to scream and show them the hurt, the pain, but yet they refuse to listen. So what do you do? And I understand there's not a solution to that. And that's the part where we have to figure that out. And I'm going to I'm going to take this personal to a personal route because I feel like it's important. I have chosen to not say anything in regards to what's happening right now because my family has been impacted by this. I lost a family member in Chicago two nights ago. He was a security guard. He's doing his job securing a building. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to say a protester because that's not fair. A looter or whoever, whatever this person was, was aiming to do that particular night, they started throwing rocks and bricks and broke the glass of the building where my cousin was working. And when he went out to investigate and to tell them that, hey man, don't do that here, he was stabbed to death. And that's where I'm saying I have a problem with that. Because at the end of the day, you can't cloud the two together. You can't say that I'm here to protest police brutality, protest social injustices, but then you're using this opportunity to cause chaos and destruction. And it's a lot of people that are harmed and are impacted by something that they have no control over. So my family is grieving at a time like this, along with the the family in Minnesota, the family in Louisville, the family in Georgia, the countless of people that we've had to watch over and over and over endure these circumstances. And those families are hurt. Those families are grieving. And I'm asking, like, 
what can we do to figure this out? Because right now the world is watching, the world is listening. When I saw those articles of the people all the way over in London and all those other countries, all the way across the water in solidarity in regards to this Black Lives Matter movement, that's that's signs of progression. You cannot ignore that. You cannot. But at the same time, if you're trying to deliver a message to someone who has for 400 years told us that we're not equal to them, then how are you going to deliver that message by, in my opinion, again, you com- you confirm those stereotypes that they, they think of us. So every time these situations occur, it's, I fear for my life. I thought they had a gun. Tamir Rice, oh, he had a gun. And it was a child with a toy gun. But yet, like you said earlier, you can go in a church, shoot up a church and walk out alive. You can go into a movie theater, the Batman guy, shoot up the movie theater and walk out alive. And that's why I'm saying to us, and I'm not trying to be no uh, activist or anything of that nature because I don't, I don't have no leg, leg. I don't have no boots on the ground in that conversation. Though. So that's why I don't want to get too. Uh, I don't even know the words I want to use. It's like I'm not pretending to be no activist. I'm not pretending to try to come up with no solutions. Again, these are just my personal thoughts because it hurts me too. But it also hurts me to know that you look on social media and you read the comments of all the people. Look at those animals. Look at them doing this and doing that. And like those are the people that we have to try to convince that we're the same as them. And that's why I'm saying, like, like, come on, like, how? how? Personally, personally, sorry for your loss, man. Um, your, your mother-in-law told me when I went over yesterday, and I, 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 I just, I'm um, praying for you, praying for your entire family. What shit, you are family, bro. Praying for you, bro. It, it, it's ridiculous. Um, there's no amount of words I can say to ease your pain, ease your family pain right now, but you know, I am praying for you. Um, it's, I, I believe, and I, I truly believe this from the bottom of my heart, you know, it's one of those things where it's going to take something catastrophic before we can all come together. Um, and when I say that, I mean something that uh, affects everybody at the same time. Uh, this country, this world tends to rally around tragedies. And while I hope and pray something doesn't happen, that's typically how we come together as one. The mm-hmm. problem is people tend, well, our the current administration tends to use tragedies to further his political um, aspirations and ambitions. Exactly. Um, as, as a black person um, living in America, as black people in America, the only thing that I feel that we can do, A, we have to stop the looting and the burning. And it's not all us. Let's get that out the way real quick. Um, let's get that out. It is that is not Black Lives Matter in my opinion. I think that is people who see an opportunity to exploit um, a tragedy as well, and that's exactly what they're doing, you know. And these ain't just black people. Obviously, we're seeing whites, Hispanics, Asians. I see a fucking dude take uh, a Mercedes Benz that was in a damn showroom in Oakland. He drove the Mercedes Benz out. You know, they destroyed your Target. They destroyed your T-Mobile stores. They destroyed 4th Street Live and everything. So, it, it, but these peaceful protests, in my opinion, are being hijacked by individuals who are using it to further their personal game. You know, it's it, it takes nothing for, for someone to sneak up and, oh, wow, this uh, window's open. They go ahead and steal all these iPhones because they have been doing that. You know, they're stealing iPhones, they're stealing shoes, they're still uh, and you even you even talked about that. I think someone has stole you have a once a raffle or on some shoes. And and I think even you lost that. So it's like they're it, it, they're taking what is a peaceful protest and they are hijacking it. And the police see this 
And instead of um, going after those who are just there to move and steal, they are tagging everybody the same way. So, it's, so they're using the whole one size fits all method. Exactly. You know? So, and, so hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to break your train of thought, but yeah. but let's 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 go back just a little bit because you are one hundred percent correct. People are hijacking this opportunity for their own personal gain, their own personal selfish, whatever you want to call it. Because I didn't see the thing about the Mercedes Benz, but I did see where I can't can't remember where it was at. But they broke into the Dodge dealership and took all the keys to the Dodge Hellcats and the Dodge Demons and this and that. And it's like, why? And you can't say that that's in the name of the families that have lost loved ones to the hands of the police and this and that. Because I personally, with my own two eyes, saw someone from Louisville, Kentucky, make a post where Breonna Taylor's family was like, please, we don't want this. Don't do this. Keep it peaceful. Don't do this in our name and this and that. And somebody commented on that post and said, shut the F up. You can suck or you know what. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't say that you're out here in honor of this family to help bring justice to this family to help them because they, they can't get back the person that they lost. So honestly, you 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 can't do you you can't you can't make that go away. But to sit here and say F you, shut the F up, do this and do that. So now at this point it's like, what is your purpose other than to cause a bunch of chaos? And that's why I'm saying, in my opinion, the message gets lost by all the fires, all the looting, and all of that. And yes, you are absolutely one hundred correct. I've seen videos of people that are not affiliated with Black Lives Matters and they're going around with hammers, breaking the windows and this and that. And like you said, it all gets lumped into one. Well, look at them. That's what they're doing out there. And that's why I'm saying we have to think this through because at the end of the day, we know that it's white supremacists, that all they got to do is put a bunch of bandanas on, put some hats on. You're not going to be able to tell who's who. So they're out there making this situation 10 times worse and that's their agenda that's how they keep this same system the way it is by painting the picture that african americans and anybody in favor of the black lives matter movement all they're wanting to do is cause a bunch of trouble so as long as they can keep that narrative going then guess what white supremacy will remain on top that's what they want so that's why i'm saying i i lost a lot of friends behind the Mike Brown situation, because the same things I'm saying now, I said then, oh man, you are Uncle Tom. You're not down for the cause. You you ain't doing nothing for your community. You just sitting on the internet typing and doing this and doing that. And uh, I was just sitting there like, like, why are y'all attacking me for trying to talk with some sense? Like, I understand the hurt. I understand the pain. And how many times have you heard people, and, and you may be guilty of it of yourself, uh, guilty of it yourself, when when you are angry, you say hurtful things. When you're angry, you do hurtful things, only to realize once you calm down, like damn, I shouldn't have said that. So now you got to try to go apologize for everything that that you've done or you said while you was angry, in hopes that that person will forgive you. But that paints a a, a bad image. To that person that you hurt. I've said some hurtful things to a lot of people out of anger, knowing that I necessarily didn't even mean it. And that's why I'm saying we're hurt. We're angry. Yes, we want to go destroy things. Yes, we want to get heard. Yes, we want to be seen. The world is watching. And right now, I will admit, like, this is the most diverse I've ever seen. And that is that is a step towards the goal. But at the same time, in my opinion, again. The message continues to get drowned out by the fires, by the the smashing. And the, you you breaking into a cage jeweler. You mentioned the situation about me and the shoes. The shoes are not important to me. I don't care about the shoes because if I really wanted them, I'll find a way to get them. So to address that situation, I won a raffle at City Gear. The City Gear on Kane Run which is nowhere near downtown where a lot of the activities and a lot of the focus for the, from the police department was at. So I'm sitting here asleep 
and I wake up to a text message. I'm not going to disclose the person's name just in case they don't want to be included in the podcast or whatever. It was like six o'clock in the morning. And they said, man, when you wake up, call me. So I'm thinking, you know, this person was like, hey, man, can you help me get the shoes, blah, 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 because we had already been talking about it. I'm a shoe collector. That's why it was on my mind. Let's get that set in stone. I'm a shoe collector. So it ain't, oh, man, you materialistic. You worried about shoes at a time like this. I don't want it to come off that way. I collect sneakers. I had already won the raffle. All I had to do was go pick mine up. So when he, when he, when I called him, he's like, man, City Gear South of Terrace got robbed last night. I'm like, dude, I know you playing. He's like, nah, man, they took everything, da, 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 da. So I get off the phone, and the first thing I do, I get on Facebook, and then there's the video of all the people that's breaking in to City Gear, and they're robbing. And I'm like, City Gear is nowhere near downtown. So you got all these places of business that's all here in this shopping plaza, and they didn't touch any other store but City Gear. And I'm saying to myself, in my own personal opinion, that right there sends a bad message in its own self. Because it's like, don't say you're out here doing this in the name or the honor of, of a family that lost a loved one to police brutality because you specifically targeted that store. So I wake up, I'm like, you know what? Hopefully it's a rumor. So I go over there to City Gear on Kane Run and you're familiar with over there. Uh, I think it's a Save-A-Lot in that plaza. I want to say maybe like a T-Mobile store or something like that. All of those stores, all of those stores were perfectly intact. Nothing wrong with them. People were still going to Save-A-Lot buying groceries. But then when you got down there, the city gear, glass everywhere. Glass all on the sidewalks to the point to where they had already started boarding up the doors and this and that. And I was like, dude, I really thought this was a rumor. And the lady was like, nah, they took everything. So then another guy comes up and he's like, man, I just came here to get my 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 shoes that I had won. She's like, man, we don't have nothing. And I'm saying to myself, bro, like, why? Why? And then when you get on social media and once word got, got around that that's what happened and you see all these people, man, I don't care. City Gear is not owned by, by black people. It, it's owned by white people. So they can rob all of them, burn them to the ground. They should have insurance. And I'm like, why Why would we even want to send that message? That's the part that's confusing to me. And that's why I said, I've said this once before, not to cut you off, but it's like me saying that comes off as, oh man, you're you Uncle Tom. Oh man, you ain't you ain't down for, for, the, for the cause. And I'm saying, I'm like, no, bro, you got to think bigger picture. That's what they want to see. That's what the news is going to show. They rob city gear. So for the people that's watching, the first thing that's going to come to their mind is what? Look at them. All they thinking about is trying to rob and get material things and shoes and this and that. Bro, that's to keep that same message going. But like I said, it, it don't make sense to anybody but me, I guess. So I don't know. It's one of those things where I've had a lot to think about just because when they first started looting and, and, and when they started burning stuff to the ground, I was totally in favor of it. When I seen Target burning, and I, I really like, you know what? This is what we need. Revolution. Let's burn all this shit. We're going to start from scratch. Yada, yada, yada. As I've, uh, as the week has gone on, as the weekend progressed, I started to reevaluate that original thought. And I realized that we're, the only thing that we're doing is distracting um, the mainstream media and the people who we, the message that we are trying to share with, we're distracting that message to them. All they see is the fires. Um, all they see is the looting and, and things like that. That's all that Trump sees. He doesn't see peaceful protests. He's not speaking on peaceful, peacefully protesters. Exactly. To the looting and the firing and the violence, that's all he cares about. And because of that, I believe it, it, it's just one of those things where, as a person, I cannot be physically involved in. I did not go downtown, um, does that? I think they, the first night, I was on my way 
I was on my way downtown, and I get a text message that says, dude, they just, seven people just got shot. That's all I need to hear. They are shooting people. That, a bullet ain't got no name on it. No name that whatsoever. Can be me. That can easily be me. So I turned around. I turned around. I said, like, you know what? No, this, I, can't, I can't be involved in this. I seen all the damage and the destruction from Minneapolis. I seen all this damage and destruction from Louisville. <clears throat> I seen all the stuff that's going on in Louisville. I see all of it. And it is like people tend to act irrational when they are angry. I do it myself. I've made horrible decisions. And but in hindsight, I, you know, like, why did I just do that? I cannot believe I just made, I just said that, or I just did that. And I believe right now we are at that moment where people are, have, have not had that epiphany to look back and say, why did we just do this? We are disrupting the message that we are trying to um, convey to the world. Right. It's like, but look, look, I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to take it a step further because again, I'm currently not in Louisville right now, but correct me if I'm wrong. Did they not board up the Kroger's that's on Broadway today? Dude, that, and here's the thing. I just seen that maybe 34 hours. Literally, I was literally on, on social media, and I seen from a post, and I'm like, why? That makes zero sense. Now, and, and honestly, I think they're, they're doing that to antagonize the people because it's like, that does nothing but anger. Individuals who live in the community is already curfew effect. You also they also shut down the buses. But shut down the buses to the West End. But think about this though, because because I'm I'm where I was going with that and why I brought it up is because I'm saying like it's in my opinion, from my perspective, again, I'm not there. I'm saying that people are looking at what's taking place in other cities. They're looking at the anger. They're looking at people that are breaking in and robbing stores and and doing whatever they're doing. And whoever is in control of that Kroger's is like, well, before we allow this to happen here, we're going to board up. We're going to close up. And I'm saying that how many people depend on that Kroger's for their resources? How many people depend on that Kroger's if their baby needs diapers or needs formula? So... Because of everything that's going on and how people are reacting to that, you just lost a resource and it was never even damaged. You just said yourself, they stopped the tarks from coming down there. Some people don't have transportation. That was their only means of getting around. So that's why I'm saying, like, I understand the hurt. But sometimes we got to think two steps ahead. You got to outsmart your enemy sometimes. Don't try to go get an eye for an eye overshadow that by catching them off guard. And I'm saying that we got to figure out how we can change the laws. Fight for changing of laws. And that starts with people going to vote. Trump is in office because, again, I don't, I don't want to use this platform or this podcast or whatever you want to call it to attack African Americans or anything or minorities, or anything of that nature. But what I'm saying is, go back and look it up. How many hundreds of thousands of minorities didn't even show up to the polls for the 2016 election? It was millions. Millions, you're right. Millions. So at the end of the day, it's like, Trump is in office because we didn't do what we were supposed to do. Yes, it was some terrible candidates. If you didn't support Hillary, then like you said, even with this year's uh, election, it's a lot of people that's not riding with, with Biden. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, this is just the lesser of, of two evils. And it goes back to what I said a few minutes ago with this Democrat and Republic setup. That's where, in my opinion, it originates. We got to start there. Figure out how we can change these political views and these parties and do away with it. And then you start changing some of those mind frames because who knows? It may be some Republicans that are feeling like, you know what, we're, we're, we're mistreating African-Americans, but due to their deeply rooted affiliations to this party, they're never going to admit it in public. They're never going to show that in public. So it's like, why are we not fighting 
to change the laws. The laws is what's going to hold these police officers accountable, not the, the police department. The police department can arrest them. Yeah. But once they get in front of a court of law, that's what's going to help them get off. If they can provide any kind of defense to say that it was it was self-defense or this and that, then the law is what allows them to walk. And, yeah, exactly. and that's, that's why I'm saying we need to fight for changes in the law. Yeah, go ahead. You saw what they were, tra- the third degree murder, the guy, in, uh, the officer in Minnesota, third degree murder. And once they started trying to say that the guy had health conditions and it, that was them setting that, that, that trap for him to get off scot-free according to the law. Where it showed that this guy, so you, you see it, you see it that you know people, and it's just how it is. They're going to back who they ride with, you know. First responders, police, fire department. I don't care what anybody says, you know. They're going to ride with that. That medical examiner is a member of that, and I guess that blue line, if you call it. And he made that announcement, hoping that nothing further would go into this. He didn't expect for this independent autopsy to happen. He just figured that his word would be enough, and we're going to accept that. And that's not the case. But exactly. I feel like I do, I have, I don't want to say I have a, a foolproof solution, um, because there's, there is no foolproof solution, not yet. Not until, we, you know, we sit down and really hash the shit out. But I feel like the black dollar... The black dollar is so strong. It is so strong. Yet, when times of, of tragedy happens, we still spend. We should not give a single dollar to any of these corporations right now. We only support black-owned businesses. We should keep all our money, keep it to us. Now, that's going to be something that's going to be extremely hard to do just because we don't have the distribution and, and all that, that. But it is something, in my opinion, I feel like that would do to If they start seeing them, because I'll be honest with you, I've read this, I've, I've seen a quote on Twitter. Um, the guy said, America knows two things. Violence is finance. They know violence, and they know finance. Exactly. It's, we're, we're, we're dealing with the violence. But if we hit them where their pockets are at, Financially, that's going to really... You see how they're acting with the coronavirus. You see what's going on now. Like, it's, it's, it's kicking their ass. Right. It's, the... It will be the same. But and, and it, here's the thing, though. If, it, if it's not, it just not, cannot just be black-only dogs. It has to be uh, allies who are willing to say, you know what? I am not going to go to Starbucks. I am not going to go to these companies, these corporations. And these corporations need to put their foots meant to be on these bumpers of all these politicians and say, you know what? You need to treat these, you need to treat minorities better. You know, you need to protect them. You know, don't kill them. You need to be what you signed up, protect and serve. Because guess what? We're losing business. We're losing money now. And that's all that. But and that's it's perfect. one of those things that I've thought about. It's just one of the things I thought about, you know, we have to come together and realize that we are strong. But one of those things where, you know, who's the, who's our, who's our, our, our voice? And that's perfect. You know, we, don't, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, I mean, somebody's calling me. It's fine. Um, no, you cool. Like I said, I know we've been on here for a minute and I ain't going to hold you up. But that was that was a perfect transition because you're you're 100% correct. Financially is where you attack that. Because our culture influences the entire world, all of it, all the way down from TikTok to to everything, dances, clothing, shoes, everything from our culture influences the world. And that's why I took offense to all the people that are attacking T.I. and Killer Mike. Because at the end of the day, both of those guys has been contributing to that cause for a very long time. Not only have they given their man hours, they've supported causes financially. They've been telling people, take your black dollars 
and spend it on black owned businesses. Take your money out of their hands. And for them to sit there and start talking bad about that man yesterday, I'm just sitting here like dumbfounded. And it's like, what what else can people do at this point? Because no matter what you say, they're going to find a way to attack it. So him saying, guys, we can't tear up Atlanta. Atlanta has always been a spot where people of color have migrated to because they feel that Atlanta is a land of opportunity, so to speak. Atlanta embraces our culture. Atlanta is 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 the capital of African-American culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mean to say it that way, but it's like so many people move to Atlanta. So why would you want to tear it up when we can tell everybody to come here? We're going to build something here and we ain't even got to worry about them. We'll vote in all the people that are in favor of everything that 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 we want to see in 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 the police force, everything that we want to see in, in, in the government. And guess what? They can't do nothing about it. But instead, you attack them people. You attack them people that's giving your blood, sweat, and tears to this cause while you sitting at home on Twitter. You sitting at home on Facebook. And it's like, if you're not out there, how can, how can you tell somebody else what they should say and what they shouldn't say? That's why I've been quiet. I haven't said anything because at the end of the day, I haven't stepped foot in Louisville downtown as far as protesting. They started protesting here in Paducah. They had one today here in Mayfield, Kentucky, and I haven't went anywhere. But the other night, I had to explain to my five-year-old son what was taking place, and that that bothered me. That was the night that they... uh... Go ahead. It's one of those things. This is what I say. That's what I say. Um, because, like you said, Killer Mike, T.I., they have been ambassadors for um, not only black culture, but just uh, black people in general. You know, they have spoken up. LeBron James, the same thing. They have spoken up on a lot of social issues that uh, affect uh, people of color all the time. So for them to, I think for me, not her. T.I. called Atlanta Wakanda. Actually, I was like, wow, this is it's funny, but I actually like it just because that is the capital of black excellence. And Wakanda was the, the, the you know, the fictional country where all black people thrived. So I understood what he was trying to say, um, even though they were making a mockery of it. I understood. And even myself, I joked about it, but at the same time, I really felt what T.I. was trying to say. Kill Mike, he has always been the one who has done his utmost to put black people first. He even has a documentary where he says he's not doing anything but putting money into black businesses. He's called, He was getting a lap dance and it's on this documentary on Netflix. It's like a, a TV show. I watched it. I've seen it. I, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he said, look, I appreciate that, but you're not white. I'm only here to spend black. I need a black trip. And it was something like that. While you know, it was meant to come off as, you know, I understood what he was saying. It was funny, but at the same time, there was a lot of uh, substance behind that. And for him to be attacked like that, people were saying, you know, well, you know, he's only saying that because he has a... a Exactly. If you're going to tear up something, why don't you go out there to these rich white neighborhoods? You know, if you're so angry, why don't you go out there? Don't tear up your own stuff. But that's for uh, that. That's a conversation for another day because I know uh, that can get freaking ridiculous. But it's just one of those things. Does uh, I'm at the hop off here, but I do want to say this: um, a, I freaking love you. I appreciate you having me on. Um, to anybody that's who's listening to this, please, please, please be safe. You know, um, my my fellow Black Americans, Black people in general. You know, um, we are in trying times. 
these we're in trying times and you have to use your brain you have to be smart you know to the uh white individuals our white allies who are out there marching with us thank you you know it's not so i i, I thought i would never have to say something like that but thank you and then to the people who are unaware or just um they choose to turn a blind eye to this please 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 we need you to get on board because we are hurting we are are, are extremely frustrated we want to live we don't want to die if people don't understand that this is this is not just a, a black and white thing this is a, a life thing because at the end of the day it doesn't matter what I say it doesn't matter how much money I make, what position of, you know, what type of job I have. At the end of the day, I want the fall. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's that shit they say. That's in the Constitution. That's in the Bill of Rights. That's what I want. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. For the love of God, please, please stand with me and fight for that. Amen to that. And we're going to leave it there. Ain't nothing else that need to be said, man. I appreciate you, bro. Love you too, man. Love you. Thanks for having me, man. Um, like I said, anytime, I'm, I'm willing. Because you know we can go all day with this. Absolutely. But you, know, but you know what? We'll definitely we'll definitely follow up with it, though. Definitely. All right. All right. You, you, you guys have a great time. To everybody down there, Kevin, that was all the kids. Give, send them my love. Have a great night, man. All right, bro. Peace out. Leo ass toasted. No competition. Amnesia coach.